0: Welcome to the Brain Gain Youngstown Leadership Series podcast. Each week, we'll learn from leaders who are driving change and making an impact. Now here's your host, the content manager for the Youngstown Business Journal, Jeremy Lydic. You with me, Dan? Hey, how you doing?
1: Good, how you doing?
0: Doing great.
1: Well, I appreciate you making time for this. you know we, we tried to uh, try to get uh, uh, as many different people that we could talk to uh, for this podcast and uh, just kind of you know demonstrating a lot of the different business and community leaders that are making some big some big moves in the valley and one of the biggest moves man I just I thought it was great seeing that perishable shipping made it uh, onto the Inc 5000 two years in a row how's that feel
0: when you run a startup, You don't always get to enjoy your wins because there's so many things to do and to fix and to improve upon because you're starting something from brand new. And it is nice to get recognition of all the growth that you've achieved over the course of a year. It's almost surprising to see how much we grew because when you're actually in the boat, you don't necessarily see how far you've gone. So it's been, uh, it's an amazing, rewarding experience to be on that list two years in a row.
1: Did you ever think that uh, perishable shipping would get to that point where it's being recognized nationally?
0: Yeah, I did. I started this with that intent and I could tell, you know, because I started the business because I was, I was going around the country talking about perishable shipping after I won a grant from FedEx and there were so many people that needed help. So many small businesses, medium-sized businesses that could see the path of e-commerce being the new way to sell their product and they get their product into people's hands. But the actual fulfillment of it and understanding the strategy, how to keep things cold for a certain amount of time, that was just something that most of these founders, most of these small business owners and CEOs, they, they didn't have experience doing. So they needed a service provider to be there for their amazing product so they could focus on what they do best, which is sell it.
1: So uh, from a leadership perspective, then uh, tell me a little bit, since that was the goal, that national success, that national level, how did you approach that from a leadership perspective, you and your team? Um, uh, Just kind of walk me through the process.
0: Yes. So I, I founded the business with Ruben Garcia and Ruben and I were a great team in the fact that I had all of my sort of small business experience. I've learned how to be scrappy by running a butcher shop for, you know, for three generations, my family, I've learned all those little things to do to just keep it going. And and Ruben had been a part of very large organizations, you know, worked for Lehman Brothers, worked for IBM. And so he had this sort of knowledge on how to scale and how to keep things large. And Us two combined, we're really just able to put a vision in place as far as taking a startup idea and then moving it towards to be a a, a national company, if you will, um, to the growth that we've achieved now and to where we want to go in the future. When we brought on Mark Nelson uh, about a year and a half into our journey, Mark had scaled startups. So he not only had the large corporate experience that Ruben had, he had worked at Oracle but he had also taken startup ideas um, in the software space and scaled them to be able to not only raise funding, but eventually sell the idea. And so to bring Mark on, we just gathered like just a wealth of his experience. And I quickly knew that this was the man that needed to be our CEO so that I could be able to focus on the operation and build out the idea.
1: And uh, working with uh, those guys, what are some of the things that you've learned? Um, you know, because it sounds like both of them, uh, they've been in the ball game already as far as uh, working for companies that are at the national level. So what are some of the things that you learned from them uh, that maybe blew your world, blew your mind or, or, you know, something that maybe you didn't even think of before?
0: Yeah, I talk about it like it was like I went to business school. <laughs> no, it's a, I went to grad school. Um, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd taken my years at Ohio State and I had my experience from graduating from there. I, I, and I knew what I knew from from owning the butcher shop. But some of like the important lessons that I learned were, especially in sales, i had really only done, you know, direct to consumer sales, retail. I never sold to a business um, in this sort of way. So just understanding how to build a relationship how to document out of process, how to follow up, how to you know make good on your word, not just you know promise something in speech, but actually document it and be able to send it over to a client. Those were things that you know were sort of the first lessons that helped scale our company that I learned from those two. But just also too now as we've you know taken our little startup and you know six employees and now we have, believe 195 as of today employees. It's now just being able to work in this environment. Again, I I don't have experience. I came from a smaller butcher shop, 25 to 50 people seasonally to get to 200 people and to work in this environment. I'm learning a lot from those two on how to navigate to get things, just processes improved in multiple departments. I still want to be you know, my little MacGyver and and be a, you know, I'll fix it and and touch all the different parts of the organization because I founded it. It's my idea. It's me, you know, it's my baby, but I want to make sure that processes get standardized across all lines. And we have a ton of talent that we brought on and I need to be able to trust those people as well.
1: So what, uh, you know, as you've been growing at, at the rate that you've been growing, uh, what are some of the ways that you've been able as a leadership team to sort of manage that growth? What would have been some of the biggest challenges?
0: Well, you know, I think um, challenge-wise is just finding the right leadership to take your idea to the next level. And so we, we have taken a very team approach, Mark Ruderman and I. Um, we do have our own buckets, our own silos, but we work together. And so we did the same process when it came to interviewing people. So as we brought on our COO, it was a long arduous process to pick the right leader of our operation so that I could be able to focus on customers and strategy, but we did it as a team. So long interview process, um, had to meet with Ruben, Mark and myself, because we felt like if we could sign off on it as a team, then this is gonna be the right resource to be able to allow us to continue to grow other challenges you know we had to fight through covid and you know all the scary possibilities of a warehouse being shut down because of you know an, an unknown pandemic when we first started and just all the different little challenges that hit you being any sort of business owner not just in our space or in our industry those are things that if you have the right senior leadership if you have the right team mentality and you continue to put your clients first The decisions just become easier and it just tends to work out. So you got to put in the work, no doubt. But, you know, when all of senior leadership is moving the boat in the same direction or all rowing in the same direction, it's a lot easier to solve problems.
1: So kind of straddling those two worlds, you know, the small business with uh, Cthulhu's Butcher Shop and then the larger business with PSS. What are some of the things that you've learned in your silo as a leader? What are some of the things that you've been able to take from your experience as a small business owner to apply to PSS? And then conversely, what are some of the things that maybe you've learned in your time with PSS that have helped you maybe reevaluate the way you do things uh, at the, at the butcher shop level?
0: Yeah. um, for, definitely one of the things that I brought experience wise into leading the customer success team and our engineering team. These are the two departments that I'm currently running is the, the really helping my staff be able to take ownership of situations. So in the butcher shop, We, you know, we didn't have unlimited resources or even millions of dollars worth of resources like we do with perishable shipping with our funding that helped us. So with Cthulhu's, you have to get kind of scrappy. And what I've learned during the holidays, when we sort of open up like an accordion and we do about 40% of our business in two months, we can't necessarily hire talent that's experienced that are only, we're only able to afford for, for 60 days. So I often had to take young, let's call it college-age kids, high school kids, um, those that were talented and smart, but not really having the experience of someone that was in, you know, the working inside the grocery store space for for the holidays. But I would take those talented individuals and give them responsibility give them ownership of certain tasks or certain buckets, and help support them so that they could be successful. And that sort of mentality of, I can't do everything. I need those around me to be able to pick it up so that we could be able to handle that extra growth that we had in the butcher shop for the holidays. And for PSS, it's constantly growing 3X each year. I'm putting that onus and that responsibility on our staff that have never worked in this industry, um, it's, it's, it's new to be fulfilling for perishable e-commerce in general, and a lot of the ta- talent and the resources that we brought on have not worked in this space before. But giving them responsibility, giving them things to own, having them help write the process instead of just getting direction from me is definitely a lesson I learned at the butcher shop that we now are applying a perishable shipping solutions over and over to help us be able to withstand our growth.
1: Um, what do you, where, where do you see, uh, opportunities to, to learn and expand yourself, uh, as a leader presently?
0: Yeah. I think for me now as our company continues to grow and, you know, we're, you know, right now around 200 employees and, and want to get to, you know, much larger levels. And, you know, our goal is to be over a hundred million dollar company and growing. I think for us, it's now just. And for, uh, for really for me, I should say as a leader, it's just learning how to consistently improve. Like I don't want to stay still. I don't want to just celebrate the win of getting here today. I wanna to continue to learn. And with our found success, we're continuously bringing on resources that have done it before. And so with our COO, Stephanie Riffle, with our vice president of operation, Tom, with all the talent that we're continuously bringing onto our organization, I need to be able to soak up how they done it before so that I can learn and start expanding my craft. So to me, it is all about learning. That's how you become a great leader and that's how you sustain it. So I look forward to all of these new resources that are on our team to learn from them and seeing how I can be able to apply them to what I'm doing at the company. The Brain Gain is a collaborative effort and we'd like to thank our headlining sponsors, including Farmers National Bank, Sweeney Chevrolet Buick GMC, the Mahoning Valley Manufacturers Coalition, and Southwoods Health. Also included are Eastern Gateway Community College, PNC Bank, the Maransky Companies, the Mahoning County Career and Technical Center, the Youngstown Business Incubator, Simon Roofing, the DeBartolo Corporation, Youngstown State University, and Junior Achievement of the Mahoning Valley.
1: So when you were growing up, uh, did you ever foresee yourself in this type of position? What what did you want to do when you were growing
0: up? You know, in high school and and going into college, I wasn't necessarily sure. I actually went to college to pursue a theater degree. So I, I really liked... I really liked acting. I really liked speaking in front of people. I really liked harnessing a speech or harnessing a thought or a character and being able to perform in front of people. What I learned is that a lot of that skill set that I was sort of harnessing and, and and driving towards in college, especially at the beginning before I switched over to business school, I'm able to apply pretty easily to what I do today. You know, what we're doing as far as, you know, selling our services to clients, to helping the team stay engaged and, and be able to buy into the different processes that we're adding to the operation, that communication skill set that I learned in theater is something that I use every single day at Perishable Shipping Solutions.
1: Oh, absolutely. What did I want to
0: do? What, what did I want what to do? What do I want to do? I mean, I want to change the world. That's, that's what I want to do. And I know it's no small feat. That's and an it's an ambitious goal. Take a lot of work, but <laughs> that's what I want to do. Uh, I've always wanted to, even from a young age, wanted to do something that was big, and so hopefully I'm on my pathway there.
1: So, who did you look up to? Uh, you know, who was maybe one of your idols or or a favorite mentor? Um, you know, who who, who kind of guided young Danny?
0: Yeah, I had two great mentors um, as I was younger and and really just came back into the Valley after I graduated from Ohio State. Um, And that was Tom um, Ziden over at Giarusa in Summer Garden Manufacturing and Michael Garvey from M7 Technologies. Just seeing how those two took their smaller family businesses and really turned them into national companies um, was something that I you know, I, looked, I looked forward to being able to try to do with Cthulhu Prime Eats, eventually turned into another company. But just watching them and the way that they worked and understanding how it didn't matter necessarily what industry that we were in, the one common thread that I learned from Michael and Tom and, and now myself is that you need to surround yourself with people that are great at things that you aren't great at. And I continuously use that lesson when it comes to hiring resources with us now because I need to consistently learn from them, like I mentioned before. So I had great mentors, those that helped me sort of see a bigger light, a bigger path than what I currently had in front of me.
1: It is pretty amazing the amount of uh, leadership that we have in the Valley. I think maybe some folks don't even realize just Uh, just how much some of these uh, folks are really pushing their businesses to levels that i I imagine were previously unimagined.
0: It's been great to be in this community, uh, especially surrounding myself with those that are, whether it be taking their family business to the next level or perhaps running a company or starting up an idea. For a relatively small community, (laughs) we we have not only a lot of grit, but we have a lot of innovation here happening as well, and that's exciting to be part of.
1: Absolutely. So, what uh, you know, we 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 see a lot of what this region has in terms of leadership. But in your opinion, what do you think this region still needs? Uh, is there anything anywhere that this region is lacking in terms of leadership?
0: Well, I think what we are. What we're trying to do over at Perishable Shipping Solutions and where I think this region really needs to sort of take to the next step is bringing talented individuals into the region, not just retaining. So, you know, we've done a good job of bringing those back that have went out to college and whether it be at YSU or, you know, Youngstown State or anywhere else in the country like myself at Ohio State and bringing talent back home and providing opportunities for them. But to really take it to the next level and something that I'm looking forward to is bringing talent from outside the area, those that weren't born in this area, and bringing them here. And the only way that you could do that is provide good-paying jobs for smart and talented people. So as perishable shipping solutions continues to grow, it just affords us more opportunity to bring talented individuals from outside of the Youngstown area to the Youngstown area, so that we continuously grow the ideas that are happening here.
1: And as a company, uh, what are some of the things you're doing? You, know, you mentioned the, you know, bringing talent home. Uh, you know, bringing the, the the folks who used to live in this area and bringing them back home. What about developing that homegrown talent from, I guess, the seedling level? Uh, is PSS working with uh, area educators or uh, workforce development organizations to? Uh, let students or younger professionals know that these are the kind of skills that we need to work jobs that are here. Uh, are you are you doing any kind of collaboration work?
0: Yeah, so we we have an internship program um, that we've worked with Youngstown State in our engineering department. In fact, my my two head engineers right now were originally interns uh, three and four years ago, and have continued to to grow and expand their careers here. So I think it's very important for us to maintain a relationship with the school, um, especially in our professional um, office environment, so that we could show young adults that there is opportunities here in the area, and they don't need to go outside of Youngstown to be able to get good paying jobs.
1: So where else do you find inspiration as a leader? Uh, You you clearly got a nice, strong leadership team there at PSS, and and, and you're getting the inspiration from folks uh, uh, like Garvey and some others in the area, but uh, where else are you finding inspiration? Are there any books or, or TV shows or podcasts or uh, who, who are some of the thought leaders that you're really paying attention to?
0: Yeah. So I've been, you know, I do listen to podcasts. Uh, I, I listen to how I built this from NPR uh, because it's an important podcast. Uh, I like learning from the founders themselves know sort of the struggles and what they did to achieve their success so that's really important for me to be able to learn from them Um, i do listen to some other podcasts like freakonomics radio um, and planet money and those that really just I'm, i'm a data dork so i love i love learning from others that are using data to help drive to make decisions because that's something that i'm trying to instill into our company and kind of drive towards the decision making that we make not only internally, but also the decisions that we help drive our clients to. We have a, we have a pretty cool business model. The more our clients sell, the more we ship, we both make revenue. So, you know, we, we have a stake, we have stake in their game as well for them to be able to grow. And so understanding how to use data to make those decisions are things that I want to learn, especially from podcasts as well.
1: Very cool. Uh, Any final thoughts on uh, just leadership in general, or, or maybe uh, a challenge you would pose to our listeners?
0: Yeah. I would just say for, you know, to be a great leader. um, And that's something that I strive to be is to be a great leader. Um, One, it takes consistency to be able to be consistent during all manners of success and failures Uh, It's really easy to be a leader when everything's going great, but when things are tough and there's crisis, to be consistent as a leader is very important. To just having an iron stomach, (laughs) there is just so many things that could go wrong, and it could be (laughs) uh, really—it's like a like a boxer's chin. Like you just have to be able to take those punches over and over again, and you know, have some sleepless nights, and and be able to wake up the next morning and stay positive. Um, those are like, those are, that's something that you just don't naturally have. You have to build upon and being able to, to have that iron stomach is something that's important as a leader. And three, I touched upon it before, just surrounding yourself with talent and that's just so important. You can't do this alone. So, you know, whether they're working at your company or maybe there's mentors that you have on the side or, you know, friends or loved ones that you could be able to talk to, it's important to be able to have resources as you're going through your journey of being a leader, because no leader just looks upon themselves and doesn't learn from other people to be able to be successful.
1: So what's the toughest shot you had to take on the chin and uh, how did you get back up?
0: I'll, I'll never forget I'll Absolutely. Never forget the time that I had to, you know, make payroll, and, you know, you have to sometimes do some, some things that, that, you know, you're pulling out your own money to make sure that everybody gets paid. And those are tough. It's like, you know, do, do we continue going? And, um, you know, thankfully we, we as founders made the decision to, to put in the extra capital to get everyone paid and to keep going. And I'm glad we did because we wouldn't be here today if we didn't make those tough choices, those stomach churning moments together to help grow the company.
1: That's a pretty serious sacrifice on the part of, uh, of a leader to be able to put your own skin in the game. That's got to take a certain type of person.
0: Yeah, there's, there's so many. The great ones do. The great ones do. So I, I, look, I look forward to trying to be great.
1: You on track for uh, Inc. 5000 year three?
0: As of today, we're experiencing still the same growth that we had last year. Uh, we do have the business booked. So I think it's just important for us as a company to continue looking forward. If we do what we're supposed to do this year, we're going to hit that list for a third year in a row.
1: All right. Well, I'm looking forward to that, man. Thanks so much for the conversation. I appreciate it.
0: Yeah, thanks for having me.
1: Absolutely. It's good talking with you, Danny. We'll talk to you soon. Take care. Later. And there you have it. I want to thank our Brain Gain sponsors, Farmers National Bank, Sweeney Chevrolet Buick GMC, the Mahoning Valley Manufacturers Coalition and Southwoods Health, as well as our many Brain Gain Coalition members. Be sure to check out all of our Brain Gain content at businessjournaldaily.com and follow us on Facebook, Twitter and LinkedIn. Enjoy the rest of your week. I'm Jeremy Lydic and I'll see you next time.